everyone, and welcome to the Blasian Wellness Podcast. See, I can't talk. It's all right. Y'all already know. I'm starting it off like that already. (laughs) (laughs) Already. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what you think sometimes. (laughs) I don't know, you know, because sometimes my brain just be running too fast for my mouth. That's what it is. And I've always been (laughs) like that. And yeah, you see Mary over there, guys. I see my big coffee cup. Big coffee cup over here. Yeah, Mary's being Mary, 2020, Mm. nothing different. But today I will try to behave as best as I can, no promises, only because we have our next fierce and fabulous woman. I want to welcome Sachi Nita. Hi, Sachi. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. Guys, Sachi is over there in Thailand. And let me tell you, I'm jealous because they got all this fresh fruit, fresh veggies. And, you know, being that I'm a vegetarian, I just, I I love it. And it's beautiful and it's inexpensive and it's so nice. And I'm very jealous, Sachi. Just going to say that because I'm in cold New Jersey right now. And what's the the temperature over there? In Thailand, uh, Mm. the mornings are like 18 degrees. Celsius. Oh, hey, can you translate that to, to Fahrenheit? Oh, okay. <laughs> she said, can I translate that to Fahrenheit? Okay, let me see. Eight, let's see. Let's go to Thailand. She's like 18 degrees. I'm like, God damn, that's just cold. And then she says Celsius, and I'm like, oh man. Like, I don't know. What's, what's the translation to Fahrenheit? Right now in Thailand. It is 79 degrees, okay? Oh, man. That's just a 79 Lucky. degrees. Lucky. Right? <laughs> we're at 40, you know. Just, just, we're, 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 at, we're at 40, so. And, it, and this is a warm, this is, this is uh, not usual. We're usually about in the 30s or 20s at this time. Yes. It's usually very cold. Yeah, so this is like warm for us <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just jealous. And of course, you all see Mary over there being her normal, beautiful self with her big ass coffee mug that's back in her head. Seven <laughs> inches long, six <laughs> inches wide. Okay, sorry. Okay. Put the coffee cup down. All right. <sighs> I don't- <laughs> Just lost all my train of thought with that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to be behaving. We got Sachi okay, on. I'm sorry. And okay. you talking about nine inches, seven. I don't know. I don't know. But that's a big ass cup. Um, Sachi, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. So I was actually born in India. But I moved to Thailand when I was seven and basically been here ever since for the last 20 years or so. Ah, do you, do you love it? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I was about to say no. We could switch. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, I kind of like love Thailand, but then I also have like a love-hate relationship with it because like I'm here all the time. So like... Mm. It's like, I love it, but at times there's just like, I want to go somewhere else. I want to go cold places. Like, I'm done with the heat. 
you know. <laughs> See, that's how you know you've been living in tropical weather and you love it, but you're like, nah, mm-mm, I want to go, I want to go see the cold. I want to experience some snow. Come visit us in Jersey. See, see she's like, yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> Come visit us in Jersey. That's right. Yes, right. On my list. We, okay. we, we have to get Sachi over here so that, especially when it's cold and when it's snowing, because yeah. then she'll be like, oh, hell no. I'm going right back to Thailand where it's 79 degrees and no snow. <laughs> I don't know. I did my master's in the UK. So when I was there, it was like cold, but it mm-hmm. didn't really snow. But yeah. like the cold really made my skin and my hair pop. So I'm like, maybe that's why I'm all about the cold as well. I'm like, oh, my skin's doing amazing. This is so cold. My hair's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a point there because when it's cold it's when it's hot you know your pores get all clogged up and then you can't really wear makeup because it's too hot and, and then your head just say you know screw you I'm just gonna do what I want but in the cold weather it's like everything cooperates yeah so maybe that's my imagination like it didn't really snow but like it was like zero degrees so I was like oh okay like I can work with this I will just wear gloves and jackets and just spend some time in the cold oh well, I mean she might like New Jersey because you know you get to experience all of the seasons you uh-huh. know we got our nice springtime fall summer winter so yeah you you, you might like it might I think like she it. would like it because it's a change so yeah. it would give her variety yeah, that's why I we think stay. we should do like a house swap or something. You guys can come stay at the studio you <laughs> that I showed you. I'd be there. I don't care. I'd be like, come on, Mary, move over. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, kids. See you in two months. <laughs> See you. T- we'll let the men handle them. They're they all right. <laughs> Adonis will be in there trying to cook. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> he'll be calling Uncle Christian. <laughs> That works for me. It may not work for the men in our lives, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that works for me. Well, I actually loved your story, Sachi. I know that you were a therapist and then you transitioned over to being a relationship coach. So why did you make that change? Well, I loved being a therapist. Like when I did it, like I really loved it. I really loved helping people. I worked in addiction for a long time, but I slowly realized that all my life, it has been like pointed towards being a relationship coach. Mm. Like when I look back, I did my master's in love and personality. You know, when I uh, started working in rehabs, I slowly transitioned to working as a, a relationship therapist. So it all is kind of like, for the past five years, they were always like, my life has been like, you need to be a coach. Like, you need to create your own program. You, you're not doing this, like, at a rehab. You're doing this to reach a wider audience. You're mm. doing this to get your message out. Like, it was all towards that my last five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was like everything in your life just was preparing you to yeah. become a relationship coach. Yeah. Like, how many people can you reach in a rehab, you know? You still make an impact, but 
with the skills, I could help a lot more people. Why would I want to not show that to the world? You know, why would I not want to share? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. And that's what we need in the world, you know, because everybody needs a relationship coach. If you think about it, whether it's the relationship with your kids, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with your significant others. And so many times people don't know like where to go or they might not even realize they need one. They think that their dysfunction is normal. It's not yeah. normal for me to be yelling morning, noon and night. No, no, it's not normal. And Sachi <laughs> can help you. <laughs> What I've noticed and what really pushed me to make that transition was that when my relationships with myself, partners or like friends, if that's not working, it actually bleeds into my work. It bleeds into my social life. It bleeds mm. into everything and not in a good way at all. And that's what kind of pushed me to be like, oh, this is what you need to like help people out with because it, it affects their work. It affects their daily life. It affects stress levels, everything. Yes, I definitely agree because when you're not happy and rather it's happy with yourself or happy in your relationship, you can have home problems and you bring that to the job, then you may have job problems and then you're bringing that home and there is no reprieve and you just feel like you're on this vicious, like, treadmill just just going faster and faster and you just are like why won't it stop and I think that's part of the reason especially in this country so many people are miserable because number one they lack that relationship with themselves they're trying to be something other than what they are because they're trying to you know What's that phrase, Mary? Keep up with the Joneses. You know, you're trying to do this, uh -huh. you're trying to do that. You're trying to do it all. And, you know, people are going for stuff that they don't even really want, you know, but they're just doing it because I, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And in the inside, they are like, they, they're, they're miserable. And when you're that miserable, that's when they come and see me because now they have these chronic diseases and they don't understand, you know, why. Well, yeah. it's because you're so stressed out that unfortunately that stress lives somewhere and it develops in different things. Oh, yeah. So, hi, Mary. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> How are you? Why do you keep doing that? Because <laughs> <laughs> your smile is just my life. And when I see you in the screens and you're not smiling, it makes me sad. Because I'm thinking. Uh-oh. Yeah, whenever I say that, Chris says, don't hurt yourself. Like, F you, bro. Yeah, my fiance likes to diss me, but he says he does it with love. Oh, uh, okay. So I know it is all good. He can't help it. Well, he, well, he can't help it. That's, I don't know. You have to talk to Sachi about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god I can't help him there's no help <laughs> he needs the red and the blue pill combine them oh my goodness that should be like the episode he watches like to the to the end like that bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness 
So Sachi, in your, your practice, because I know you just transitioned into relationship coaching like two, three months ago. Two months. Two months ago. Do you find in your clients that there's like one common stressor of why their relationships aren't working? Or is it just, you know, depending on who the person is, it's just different? The main thing I've noticed, it's not one particular reason, but it's like a variant of like two or three reasons that are like kind of combining each person. Mm -hmm. So when I work with single people, for example, and I help them create healthy dating habits, the thing that keeps coming up is they don't know how to set boundaries. Like mm. they end up having like sex too soon with someone, like mm. hooking up, they're not proud of it. Mm. Or like they feel like they cannot be loved. Like it's a combination of that usually that I've mm. noticed so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But with couples, it's all about boundaries and communication, conflict resolution. Like most people don't realize that a lot of couples who've been together a while, they actually want the same things. It's just they don't communicate it. They don't set boundaries around it. They don't, they think that the other person is the enemy, so to speak. Like, oh my God. You don't get what I'm trying to say, even though it's basically, they're trying to get on the same page. It's just they use very aggressive language to communicate. Mm -hmm. I would, I would agree with that. It's like, they don't know how to talk to each other and, or they think that one person just isn't listening and they you're right they essentially want the same things but can't even communicate that to each other and i i always wonder like where did the breakdown happen you know it's like you didn't start like this from day one when you're in a relationship you know everything is cool cute oh i love him and then later on down the line it's like I can't even talk to them. It's like, where, you know, I know sometimes people meet representatives. I always say that to Mary, uh-huh. to my daughter. I'm like, that boy you meet, that's his representative. He don't want you to see that he don't pick up after himself or that he, or he don't want you to see the negative stuff. So he going to play up all his good parts and then he's going to get you. And then it's like, ah, I got her now. <laughs> I actually believe that what really helps most couples is that think of it like you're getting a degree in the person you're dating. I like that. I like that. Whether that's like, okay, you've been together two years. What degree do you know the person? Is it a high school diploma? Is it an (laughs) undergrad? Like, it all depends, you know, but like the journey shouldn't stop just because you guys are together. You still need to get to know them. Like, right. like you got to get to the level of a PhD to the person you're with, you know, and mm-hmm. which is something like most people forget. Like that's so important. You have to keep knowing the person, mm-hmm. otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah, you get lazy. I like that. You have to study them. You have to know them. You, you have to at least be on the same wavelength. I mean, so many people aren't even in the same, it's like they don't, they're not even in the same car. They're not even on the same planet sometimes. It's like you talk to one and they're saying one thing then you talk to the other and it's like, 
wait a minute, you want kids and you said, hell no. Did y'all have this conversation before you got married? Uh, I know someone that my sister went through that. She was in a relationship with someone for 10 years and he told her from the beginning, I don't want kids. But in her mind, she thought it was going to change. Yeah. And it never did. No. And they ended up, they ended up splitting up and uh, she wasted 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. And now she's already over 40. She's not having kids at this point, and she wanted kids. It's probably for the best, anyway. So, anyway. I forget your sister's that old. I mean, she looked pretty good, but I guess I look good too if I ain't had no kids. (laughs) People think she's older than I am. Yeah. I'm just not even going to go there. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. So, I have a question. What? Oh, Sachi was saying something. I didn't hear what she said. (laughs) I think for what you shared, Mary, uh, the most common thing is because it's romanticized. Mm. That's such a big, like, thing as well that I, like, work, like, deal with clients all the time. That Mm -hmm. it's just, they have this romanticized, like, oh, he will change his mind. Guys do that. Like, there's exceptions and there's rules. Like right. the rules tend to happen a lot more than the exceptions. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like just because right. it happens to someone you know doesn't mean it's going to happen to you necessarily. Right. You know? No, I understand. Uh, I do have a question though. This is going back to the comment you made about the single people and you know um, dating tips and you said the one thing that they. Uh, you mentioned about the sleeping with a person too soon. I wanted yeah. to hear your take on that. And what did you <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> what, She's cracking up over there. What, do you, what is your advice? What, I mean, do you have, because you, you said you spoke about setting boundaries. So do you give them like a timeline? Like what do you tell them when they ask you, well, when is a good time? Because I've heard so many different things. So I'm just curious as to what your I guess what your advice would be or what your take is on the whole sex (laughs) on the first date type of thing for me I don't have like a set rule like oh this number of dates or Mm -hmm. this this is how long we need to like know the person for like it varies from like dates dates couples to couples like when people start dating for me the most important thing is safety right like i don't just mean like physical safety but do you feel emotionally safe with the person right you feel like they're not gonna take advantage of you you know like like that happens sometimes like Mm -hmm. uh, people like feel like they're pressured to do it so that's not safety right Mm. Mm. so that's what it's about for me it's like you gotta feel safe all the sides not just physical but mental emotional like you feel like you can tell them no in the middle of sex and they would respect mm-hmm. so once you feel like like that with someone that's when i'm like okay yeah you should go for it but not before that <laughs> okay okay i like that answer all right <laughs> that answer does not apply to you mary <laughs> what are you no. talking about no it does not apply to you no. Unless the intention to hook up is just for <laughs> sexual needs, then there is no time for that, you know? Then that would apply to you, Mary. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Back then. Yeah. 
Yeah, not anymore. Now you a nice, wholesome, about to be married woman. Uh, I saw okay. that rolling out of eyes, but I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> but Sachi, you're right. It's like it's different. It's different with everyone. And there is no set time, there is no set day. You know, you just always want to make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons. And sometimes women think, okay, if I sleep with this person, then that's going to make them love me more. That's going to make them respect me or this or that or whatever, you know, lie they're telling to themselves. And then they do it. And then a week later, the next day, whatever. And a guy just bounces and they're like, well, you know, it just reaffirms that, that feeling that they had in the first place. Yeah. So, but if you're, you know, with someone, you know, I think I was with, let me see, how long did I wait with my husband? You want me to say it out loud? I don't, yeah, well, how long was it? You said like one day. <laughs> it, it was my birthday, but we went out the 30th. So yeah, about four days. Oh, four days, whatever. I knew it was short as hell. But I knew him because I worked with him. So I, I knew him kind of, sort of, not you know, kind of, sort of. I worked days, he worked nights. And, you know, yeah. we probably, I probably talked to each other maybe like five times in that, you know, three years. But, <laughs> but see, my thing is, or was at that time, and probably still would be if, you know, yeah. I was back in the dating era, is that, I, I don't play games. This is how I am. This is the good, the bad, the ugly. This is what I'm going to deal with. This is what I'm not going to deal with. Oh, and you need an AIDS test. So you know me. If you're ready, get that AIDS test. Let me see. Then we're good. And that's just how it was. And fortunately, you know, he's older than I am. So I didn't have to deal with, you know, some of the games like the, the young people play. And he just happened to have a test in hand. No. I'm just kidding. No, he went there. I was like, I ain't no romance without that test breath. Nope, sorry. So, um, which he did, which he he got, and you know, it wasn't. I was like, oh, nope, mm -mm, sorry, nope. That is so important, though. Like you're not playing games, bit. Yeah, I was too old at that point, and at that point, I was 29, and I was like, look, I already <laughs> went through a horrible relationship, yeah. and one that I waited to be in, you know, I waited, I did everything correctly, but I wasn't listening to my heart. My heart told me that, mm, that's not right. But yeah. it's like, you invest so much time in a person, you're like, okay, I guess. And it ended up being the worst thing ever. So with this one, I was like, look, worst he can say is no, fuck it. <laughs> it's just, that's just my attitude. If you don't like it, it's cool. I'm not for everybody. I don't want to be for everybody. I just need to be for that one person. Exactly. And that poor man, you still here? <laughs> I think he's lucky. And he's real good to her too. Real good to her. He cooks for her. Like he, you would think they just started dating or they just got married. Oh my God, he's so annoying sometimes. I get so <laughs> no. jealous. It's so funny. Like. <laughs> 
Just because you that. have someone doesn't mean you take them for granted. I know, but I'm like, we'll get my uncle there soon. Yeah, he's later. not gonna get there. Oh he my can, god. Well, he'll never get that far, but we can make some improvements. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I like We can make some improvements. But so, you know, it's the first step for me was just knowing what I wanted and what I didn't want. I think that once I, after going through that bad experience, you just get a sense of, hmm. Like, what's okay? Yeah, what's okay? What's not? Because, you know, looks, they don't mean that's that much. That's what you stress, me. right? The boundaries, that's what you talk about, Ooh. telling them. Yeah, yeah. That's where you need okay. that. It's also important. Like, the other thing that a lot of my clients, like, sometimes struggle with is, like, but he'll change. He's working on his growth. Look, I'm all for growth. Like, I will be the biggest preacher of growth ever. But, like, has he actually shown you that he's growing? <laughs> <laughs> or he just got lip service. He's just telling you what you want to hear <laughs> at the time. It's very important to, like, separate those, you know? Yes. I like that. I I'm, I'm working on myself. Huh, how are you doing that? What are you doing? Um, like, <laughs> like, I want to see like actual work. You know, yes. like I want to I see like, oh, so, you know, I got a therapist. I'm talking to her or him mm -hmm. or um, I got a coach and this is what he, he or she's helping me with. Mm -hmm. Or I'm with the support group and that's what I'm getting help. Like, actually show the actions rather than just be like, yeah, I'm working, I'm journaling, I'm meditating. Like the actual work still matters. All the journaling, meditating stuff is great, but the actual work, like do you know yourself? Are you improving mm. in the area that you know you need to? Exactly, like, exactly. And that's for those who think they need help because sometimes we could, we could think our spouses or significant others need to change and they don't. And so, and they won't because they don't think, they think it's your problem, not theirs. Exactly. They may just, you know, give you a little lip service and say, oh, okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm working on it. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe there's anything wrong with you, you're never going to take the request seriously. Yeah. Because it's somebody else's problem. Yeah. Why should I change? Why should I change? This is how she met me. And that's one thing I do say a lot to, you know, my husband, because yeah, I will embarrass him in public because if something isn't right, that's why we don't go out to eat much because he's so good. And then I go out to other places and then I get mad because it don't taste right. And I will say something and he'll just be like, and I'm like, look, you met me like this. So I'm going to change it. <laughs> so you breaker though not a thing that's a deal breaker like a red flag no no oh yeah no I had so many red flags but fortunately those were his flags too so they just <laughs> maybe it's because we're the same sign maybe that's what it is we're very similar in some aspects but very different I'm type a aggressive he's passive aggressive yeah 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 I wish I knew you like 10 years ago oh <laughs> <laughs> More like 15. Hold on. Uh, maybe like 20. 20? She was probably nine. Yeah, well, you know, reverse the age or something. 
Oh, I wish I knew what she knew <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> well, actually, I would I be with no children. Relationship person, like the person who always gives relationship advice. Ever since I was like in middle school. <laughs> so you've always you've been doing this your whole life. <laughs> See, that's the thing that I never had. I never set boundaries. I always did because you know what I thought I'm supposed to do. Um, I always tried to please the other person. But the number one thing is I've never set boundaries. It was yeah. whatever they told me or you know to make that person happy, I would do. I remember when I was married to my abusive ex-husband. Um, my mother actually told me when I was telling her that I wanted to get a divorce, she's yeah. like, well, you have to figure out what's going on and make it work because you have two kids. And I thought, okay, I guess I just got to buckle down and just take this abuse because this, you know, I have two kids and, you know, this is what my mom is telling me. And, you know, I guess you know, I'm not supposed to divorce and this is it, you know, I'm in for I really thought that that was my life. And then he started putting his hands on me and I was like, oh no, I said, cause I'm going to kill this guy, you know, because then my true self started like, it fought its way out, thank God. And I said to him, I remember as he had his hands around my neck, I said to him, if you didn't get, get off me, I am going to kill you in your sleep. And he finally backed off. Like he took his hands off and he goes, what? I didn't do nothing to you. You know, like he was battling me at that point. And I was like, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what my mother says. I'm like, uh, I am getting a divorce. I am getting out of this type of relationship. I said, this is crazy. I said, Cause I'm going to end up in jail because he just, you know, I was tired of doing what I thought I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. it, I, I said, for, you know, after that, I was like, enough is enough. I'm not going to put up with it. So there's now I have my boundaries where I'm like, no, I'm not going to put up with this, 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 and that's it. You know, I was tired of just taking it all in because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> you know, I just think that's, that's, you know, that's sad that, you know, sometimes we got to go through things in order to, you know, discover what we don't want or what we don't like. And I think being a parent of a daughter, especially, you know, I've been talking to my daughter from when she was a toddler about, you know, what, what do you want? What, uh, don't worry about me. You know, well, what you want? What do you like? What do you think about this? How do you feel about this? You know, trying to give her little self a, a, a voice so that she doesn't think that she always has to please your her mom when in certain aspects she may want to do something totally different than what her mom wants her to do and you know with that i created a monster which is fine because <laughs> she will do what she wants to do she'll listen and you know she'll say oh okay and i'll say oh but you're going to do what you want to do anyway mm -hmm. And so it's like, good, because if it works, that's great. But then if it doesn't work, that's great too, because I didn't give the advice. You learned on your own. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, I know what you mean though, Mary. Like I was also in an abusive relationship in the past. And, you know, it's not that I didn't know what I wanted. Like that was like, I think the only difference. I didn't know what I wanted. It's just the other issue was I didn't say it. 
you know, like that's like kind of the spectrum, you know, but you don't say because you're supposed to do something or you don't know. And that's why you're just supposed to please the person. So it's like, it's that like, whole Wait, so you knew, but you didn't say, yeah. or you didn't know. Okay. Yeah. I knew, but I didn't say. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty much the same. Like I didn't want any of that. Like I didn't even want to marry him. He right. just, it's just because I got pregnant and then he's like, we're going to get married. I was like, oh, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to marry him at all. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> For me, I, that's what I like to call like scarcity thinking. It's very culture. It's cultural at that point where it's kind of like, oh, if this happens, this is the only and the right way to do things. Yes, yes. That's you know. like that's the Asian culture. That's you know, yeah. you get pregnant. First of all, you weren't supposed to get pregnant outside of marriage, um, so it's already like okay, okay, you know, this, you gotta, you know, this is it. That's your husband. Um, and then after that, my mom was like, no, you have to, you have to work it out. Marriages have, and then she would ask me, well, what did you do? I'm like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> she just assumed that it was just me. Yeah. But I was the cause, and, and it was him. Right. He was the one with the temper. He was the one with the issues. It wasn't anything that I did except breathe. I was breathing, so that was a problem. I shouldn't have took a breath. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, that shouldn't matter. Like, the way I see it is you can meet more needs if you get out of that scarcity thinking. Like, mm -hmm. Like one of the things that like that that? Keep, like sorry, that's just my alarm, but it's New Year's oh. Day. <laughs> my laptop is weird. Anyways, <laughs> um, it's kind of like okay, why can't one person be open and the other be monotonous? Mm. For example. Mm -hmm if that's the thing that meets needs for both partners, why does like, there has to be like equality. Again, that's scarcity thinking. Right. Like solutions can be very creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I guess people are scared to, to talk about solutions because they're assuming that, oh, like in the example that you use, you know, somebody wants to be monogamous, the other one doesn't. So the one who doesn't, if that's not, how they was raised, they was raised to be monogamous. They'll say, ooh, I, I can't tell him that's what I really want because then A, he may go away, B, he gonna look at me funny and then all my friends going, you know, it's just, you make up, like you said, all of these scenarios that go yeah. on and you don't say anything. So then you get stuck in that, okay, I'm gonna be in a monogamous relationship with you too. And then you're miserable. Uh -huh. yeah, like, like what if your partner, wants to give you the monogamy but he gets he or she gets excited by the fact that you're open he gets turned on then mm -hmm. you know, you're hooking up with people or like you know you have a friends with benefits like there are people out there yeah. like they're happy to give monogamy but they're also very happy to receive the fact that they have a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend who sleeps around that it makes them feel powerful it mm -hmm. makes them feel so like it's all about finding the solution that works in that example. Right. Like yes. you can 
one person can be monogamous the other can be open that's fine like why mm-hmm. why 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 should there be equality like just because i'm open doesn't mean you have to be like you mm-hmm. know that's right whatever works for the couple i agree with that 100 percent. that's right you know it doesn't have to follow you don't have to follow the said norms or whatever it's whatever works for you mm-hmm. that's just what it is such a problem it's like why do you have to think in such small box? exactly just yes. like a lot of people back to the whole sleeping yeah. with the person right away i have so many female friends or acquaintances that you know that would always tell me oh well you know don't sleep with them right away you have to wait at least three months six months nine months a year uh two days or don't let them do this until they do x y and z and it's like why are all these rules like what cause just because you wait that doesn't mean anything you know and i always reference i was like you know i know someone that didn't wait a week and is married for you know a hundred years i know someone that waited a year and they got divorced or, or they broke up in like mm-hmm. a year and a half you know mm-hmm. i waited zero days <laughs> <laughs> you know we 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 uh yeah on the first date and now we're engaged so we'll see what's gonna happen later but anyway um <laughs> <I'm> just kidding <laughs> just kidding so there's really no set you know it is exactly and mm-hmm. i i it, it irritates me when i hear women say that oh well, it, they have to do you know a b and c in order for this to happen you can't predict the future and I always made that mistake when I started dating as I thought there was like this, this rule book somewhere mm-hmm. supposed to fall. I always thought, I'm like, well, where did you hear that from? I'm like, so what about this? Like, what do you do on this? And I really thought there was like a book out there that I just didn't know where it was or I never mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. And I found out actually, this is really sad, but I found out from Tamika, what, <laughs> nine years ago, eight, no, eight years ago, that there is no rule book and that you basically do what you feel is right and you make your own rules and i said oh is that how that goes so that's really kind of sad when you learn this thing like in your early 30s um yeah. that there is no rule book and um that it's to each his own basically yeah so i, yeah. I learned a little a little bit well, at least you learned and i think people that tell you that is because you know, they don't want you to get hurt or because there are a lot of instances where especially women do get used. They sleep with people too soon. They don't know them. They think that sleeping with them is going to make them more appealing to them. And then they get dissed and now they hose all out in the street. You know, that's what, what people are saying. And so, you know, it's all of those stereotypes that come with you know, women who sleep on a first date or second date or, or whatever. And so they tell you this because they don't want you to get hurt or, or used or, but you know, it, it's all me, about empowerment. Exactly. Know? It's about what you want to do. And if you feel like you need to sleep with somebody on the first date, then you got to be prepared to know what that actually means. Because to you, it could be you falling in love on the first date and to him it's like oh yeah well it's another strike on my little headboard there that was mine oh sorry <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you know it, people get hurt because they they do things with the wrong intention and they don't realize that 
the consequences may not be the be the same so that's why women women say that you know you don't ever want to tell a woman to be a hoe it's like if you have a realistic view of how actually dating works or how like sleeping around works like then you can you know also better assess assess your needs like if Mm -hmm. it's just like you go on a date you find the guy really hot but you have no connection at that point you're just trying to meet a sexual need and that's realistic that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's right. Don't try to make him your husband after. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Okay, you like Ladies, you're okay to do that. <laughs> you know that's not going to be your husband. That may not be your husband, ladies. <laughs> because, you know, that's how we do sometimes. We sleep with them, and then we get an orgasm, and then we in love. <laughs> and they're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't even know your last name. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's so frustrating to like for me to hear that, like, Women feel ashamed to meet their sexual needs. Yes. That is so frustrating. Yes, it is. It's especially for, oh, sorry. (laughs) It's just something. Like, there are sexual needs that we can't, we have to, like, sleep to find out if it's husband material. Exactly. I just want to sleep with you, you know? Like, that should be. No strings attached. I know what you're saying. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I told Mary to embrace her in a hoe. I mean, that's why I said, God, that's what you like to do. Do it. Why? Because she is really a, Mary is a she's a woman. Because I was about to say Mary is a man, but now I can't say that because then people may think, what is she? This is L B G Q R S T. I don't know. So I don't want to go there. She is a woman, but she has what a lot of people would call male tendencies because she is that type and that's why i love it that's why it's embrace your inner hoe she is that type that she could sleep with somebody and then you know get that orgasm and she looking at the time like looking at the dude like you still here or you ain't got somewhere to go you know? <laughs> that's so, like powerful though to em- embrace that it's i a, know it's great it oh my god it is <laughs> like that's how like, it's like why not? If why guys can not? do it, why can't girls? Like, girls have sexual needs, sometimes more than guys do. That's right. Yeah. That is me. Like, we're told that, oh, you can only do it with your boyfriend, your husband, mm-hmm. someone you love. How can someone with, like, women usually have higher drives. How can someone with higher drives than men, like, have that stigma? Like, mm-hmm. you know, the funny thing is, a male gave us that think, stigma. They think that it's the man that has the higher drive. I am yet to meet my match. Mm. Have not. Most women, though. That is the case for most women. Well, the funny thing is, is most of the men that I've spoken to, it's like reverse. They can't find a woman that matches theirs. They lying. (laughs) I don't know, because some of the women I speak to, to... not I'm not you, but the, a few women that I've spoken to, there's only a handful that don't. It just doesn't apply to. To them, it's like a chore. Yeah. Oh, I ain't got no friends like that. Unless no, they're they not my really, friends. Unless not they friends. really ain't into the guy, or they like it, or the sex is warm. And you don't have to be into your husband after uh, 5, sure. 10, 15, 20 years, and you doing it doggy style for five, ten. And he won't do missionary or something, and you just like really. Really? I don't want I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, so then they're like, eh, no, nah, I'm not into it. Eh, nah. They, they, they got the drive, just not for, <laughs> just not for I guess not. <laughs> Which is why, you know, sometimes people cheat. Because they're like, oh. their needs are not being met. In one way, shape, or form, it's yep. not being met. Yep. Yeah, like if you're looking for a relationship, yeah, wait till you're safe. Mm-hmm. You feel safe with the person. If you're just looking for sex, go for it. You know, embrace that. Like all these matter at that point. That's right. Embrace your inner hoe. Love that. <laughs> ah, I love Men that. Men been doing it forever. That's right. Women. Now it's our time. To me, that was what feminism was all about. It's like, you know, you just being in control of you, your, your, your body, your sexuality, your finances, just everything. And it's our time. Your sexuality doesn't have to just be limited to sex, you know. That's right. That's the other thing that women That's don't right. understand. Is sexuality is not just about sex. Sexuality is also about, oh, I'm going to go post nude for a live drawing class. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear the sexy clothes because I want to show it off. Like mm-hmm. all of that's still part of sexuality, you know. It's still part of like embracing that. Like it doesn't have to be sex. It's about like mm-hmm. showing it. That's right. Flaunt it. Yeah. Flaunt it. Flaunt it, Mary. Just flaunt it. <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry, Uncle. No, don't flaunt it, Mary. Sorry, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He won't get this far. No, he won't get this far. <laughs> he won't get this far in the podcast. He'll be like, oh, I can't listen to these girls no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sachi, you have to tell us about your program because I know you created a program and it was called Detox from Your Ex. And I, I read that and I said, where was this about 20 years ago? <laughs> Tell me about the program. I love it. (laughs) She's like, look, it was in the makings 20 years ago, but I was only like two. (laughs) So, um, Detox from Your Ex is basically a program that I created when I noticed that most women who go through breakups, like in my life, people I connect to, network with, they tend to just either like book a trip or like try to run away like either by like go like going straight into hookups and dating or they like book a trip and they go that's not healthy ways to actually move on mm-hmm. like like after a breakup the most important thing is to spend time with yourself like that's so important mm-hmm. like you need to kind of reassess because like whether you've been dating the guy for like six months a year 10 years whatever a lot of changes happen do you actually know yourself at that point? Exactly. You know? Like, that's what I saw when I was like thinking about launching. I'm like, that's the problem I want to answer. Like, that's, that's it. That's the question. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's how the women need help with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes. like, my, my, my first, my, when I was creating the program, I kept having the thought. Flights are more expensive than this program, you know? Like, like, like that was like the thought I had. Like, flights are more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd rather have a healthy outlook than run away. And you still have to deal with it. And you're out of, like, thousands of dollars. Yes. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Take your program for the fraction of that cost. And it's something that will help them the rest of their lives because you're right. That's the first instinct that people do when they break up, they just go on a rebound and they do this and they do that shopping shopping, and they haven't healed because rather you wanted the breakup or not, there is still some healing that has to be done. And if you were the one who got dumped, you got some healing to do because you, you're forever thinking in your mind, what did I do? What, what didn't mm-hmm. I do? It's first anger. And you're like, oh, screw that one. I'm just going to do me. But when you're sitting by yourself, you think, Man, what, what was I not good enough? And a lot of women struggle with that. Am I not good? He left me for my friend or whomever. Mm-hmm. And then you're stalking the girl and then you're looking, well, I think I look better. Like you just, you do this great. Well, at least I was mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> like almost like in the past when I have broken up with people, I felt very, like I didn't really like spend money, but I also isolated myself. Like that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was very, like I wouldn't talk to my friends. I wouldn't, because I knew that they couldn't support me. They're, they're just going to badmouth the guy. I don't yeah. want that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't, I don't need that. Like, I don't need to be angry. I just need to be sad. But like finding yeah. the right support to be sad. And then like figuring out like, how do I get back on my feet? Like, how do I like reassess my life? How do I like take care of myself again? Like that became the thing. And that's what kind of inspired me to create this. Like this is like based off me helping my friends and myself. Like that's what this program it is it's inspired by everyone like that so what do they get with your program so it's like a 28 day program Uh so each week um we talk about uh, talk and heal about one part so week one is all about self-care and self-love like the focus is just on that like how do you take care of yourself how do you love yourself after then it's followed by boundaries so what boundaries include is like you learn from the relationship whether good or bad you learn something new about yourself so you learn something that changed oh i value this now i didn't before so that's when like creating healthy boundaries is the challenge Uh once you start taking care of after that it's all about communication communicating those boundaries like girls can have boundaries but like like we said like we struggle with communicating them so how do i whether that is to friends to family even if you like you know meet someone new how do you communicate those and then week four is essentially about self-empowerment it's respecting that is putting yourself out there it's trusting yourself that you know what is good so that's what the whole program kind of looks like where it gets you from point a to point b in a very smooth transition so is this something that you just um, I guess email to the to your clients, or is it like a one-on-one with you? Is it a support group? Like, if so, someone was interested, how, what what can they expect from your program? So there are two things. Oh, sorry, three things that they can expect. The first thing is they will get a, ch- a challenge calendar. So I've okay. created a twenty-eight day calendar each, like each week corresponding with each challenge so like the first week it's all about self-care and self-love so it's like challenges that don't take like more than 20 30 minutes of your time but okay. they make an impact. like for example like day one 
of the challenge calendar is essentially about making sure you are eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. Most women, when they break up, they tend to forget to eat. They yeah. drink. They lose appetite. Yeah. So it's like, even if it's just small meals, mm-hmm. you're there, so you don't have to worry about cooking all the time. So like, that's like the challenge for day one. Okay. Something I like, like that. I like, like that. Well, it's like very basic, simple, but yet it's something that... Yeah. Yeah. Powerful nuggets so that they can get back on track. Yeah, it, is, it is hard. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That's like, that's hard yeah, to deal with a breakup. Like it's, it's traumatizing. Like you, you're losing a person mm-hmm. basically that you were with for, you know, so many months, days, years, whatever, yeah. you know, and how do you, how do you go on? Mm-hmm. Very like the whole point of the challenge calendar is to not overwhelm you in any sense or form. It's very basic stuff. Right. Something that you know you will feel like more motivated to do because you know it's like kind of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take that much time to do for those who always think that they're too busy to do something. You can set aside 30 minutes or so a day on your rehabilitation and building a better. Yeah. A better you exactly. because most people watch tv and mm-hmm. do just silly stuff that really takes a lot of time when you when you think about it so you can devote that time and do something every day to help you get to yeah. a better you it's an episode of any sitcom available essentially that's how long it exactly. takes exactly exactly watch so. one less episode of that sitcom yes yeah so you gotta do that's all you got to do to get better. One sitcom. Mm-hmm. You're one sitcom day away yeah. from your healing. Yeah, like, <laughs> episode. like that's all it takes. Is that's how much you need to invest like easily every day for the challenge. Wow. I also, on top of that, offer a one-on-one session every week. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say it's week one and you're kind of struggling with the self-care. So we, get, we jump on a call and we essentially you know, talk about what's blocking you. And I basically help you find strategies so that the block is kind of removed and you can focus on the challenge again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, the last thing, yeah. Go ahead, Sachi. And the last thing I offer is email support. So from Monday mm-hmm. to Friday, you can send me an email at any time and in 24 hours, I'll reply you either with strategies, empathy, support, whatever you need. Mm. So see, you get your challenges every day. You get one-on-one support once a week. You get email support. So even though you may be, or you may think that you're going through it alone, you're not. You're not. Sachi's going to be with you. And this is better than having, I guess, like a girlfriend because you have someone that's neutral, unbiased. Someone that is not speaking from feelings but from knowledge instead you know some someone that can actually help you not just bash the person yeah because that's what girlfriends will do well f him and you know you don't need him and thinking that it's making you feel better but it's not Mm -hmm. because then you go in your mind like wow they never even liked that person to begin with and then you question everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you 
anger, which is not healthy for you. Like, yeah, exactly. Okay. You're right. Anger all the time is not good. And I know that because I used to be angry a lot. Yeah. Used to be. Angry. I'm not that angry anymore. Mm, not that angry. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You're not on 10. You're on seven now. So that's, that's true. <laughs> so Sachi, how can, how can our fans find you? How do we reach Sachi? So um, Facebook is the best way. I'm on it all the time. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you're like you're like me. And when I send Sachi an email or a Facebook message and she responds right away, I'm like, oh, look at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the only time I won't respond is like when I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like I'm very quick to respond. So like Facebook is the best way. And um, it's called Sachi at uh, Relationship Coaching. and that's yeah it's a facebook page i upload content every day i also do lives so nice check that well, out i'm gonna tag all your information to this video so for everyone that is watching um they'll have all the information um you know uploaded to all our social media so they'll be able to reach you and and follow you and you know get some advice from you because damn i wish you know, you were around years ago, but that's okay. It's okay. We got you now. So okay. And if you're listening to this on a podcast and just check out the more information tab and you will have the link to her Facebook page and her bio and all sorts of good information for Sachi. And I'm telling you, if you're, if you need to detox from your ex, you better go to the go-to relationship coach I'm and get that taken care of. That's Sachi. <laughs> <laughs> she will help you and get you back on track. And then you'll just be like, I don't have to detox. I'm good now. Sachi got me good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I will reply to all emails and I will be there for all calls. And if you struggle with the challenge, I'll be there all the time. You won't nice. I'll be in your face all the time. <laughs> Except when she's sleeping. Except when she's sleeping. And y'all gotta let Sachi sleep sometimes so she can help people. Don't be just mm -hmm. contacting her all days and nights. Let her sleep a little bit. It can wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sachi, it has been a pleasure. You know how much we love you from the first time we met you. And, you know, 2020, oh my God, here we are. What is the one piece of advice that you can give to someone? Let's say someone who wants to detox from their ex. What is one thing that they can do right now that's going to help make their 2020 better? The one piece of advice that I would like to give is you're worth it. Mm. You're worth the investment, the time that you put in yourself. Mm. Like, that's how 2020 should start. That you are worth the time and the investment you put in for yourself i love that you're worth it guys you hear it i always tell you that sachi's telling you that mary's telling you that aren't you mayor yes i am i am see so you're worth it so it, it's the cost is small because with everything that she's giving you it actually should be more. So she's helping you with price. There is no excuses. 
Just contact her, work with her and get your life in order because you don't want to drag your negativities from your ex from 2019 into 2020 because then you're going to get more of the same nonsense. So Not just 2019, the whole decade. That's right. That's right. It's a new decade, new you. I like that. So get your sexy on, get your mind right, call Sachi. And when you need to be sexy, call Mary. <laughs> and when you can't stop eating that food that's killing you, call me. See, we got you all covered. <laughs> we got it all covered. Don't worry, we'll be opening up a wellness center so you can have everything in one spot. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's right. We're going to do it in Thailand. Y'all got to come yeah, in. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> Jersey's too expensive. So I want to thank you, Sachi. You've been excellent. I love your, your nuggets of wisdom, and I love what you do. And just keep doing it. Thank you for taking the time to be a part of you know, our little community. And it is certainly has been an honor of mine to have met you. And... We cannot wait to see how your business grows because we know, we know you're just, you're just going to blow up Thailand. You're going to be in India. You're going to have people in Tokyo. She's getting up to Jersey first. Yes. She has to come to Jersey first. And when she comes to Jersey and we got, we're going to meet you and then we'll do a live. We'll go to a vegan place and eat. That's right. And then do a live with the go-to relationship yes. coach. I love that. That's how I refer to her all the time, the go-to relationship coach. Mm -hmm. I got me one. I got me a go-to relationship coach. Thank you. You guys are so <laughs> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to connect with you. Like, I feel like I met my soul sisters, you know? Aww. <laughs> yes, right. We, we are. We're always connected. We're always going to be connected. And, you know, we may have you back on when we have different series because, you know, that's the number one topic with women is relationships. So we have our own relationship expert to chime in. And so you're always going to be a part of our lives. That's right. Be like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> they might get the wrong idea. You keep saying, oh, <laughs> like, oh, I'll call her. Long she get the call, she can work her from there. She'd be like, no, that's not that type of call, but <laughs> oh, you're struggling with dating? Oh, you need to detox your ex? You covered it all aspects. See? Right? She just say it goes go so fluently off her lips. Mm -hmm. See, she got this. <laughs> exactly. Oh. So thank you again and thank you, Mary, for you know, being my ray of sunshine on this cloudy evening and every day, whether it's sunny or not, you're always my ray of sunshine with your big ass coffee cup that your fiance slash my uncle gave because she likes big things. And we will see you all next week. If you have any comments, please share them. You know, our handle across the board is Blasian Wellness Podcast. So, you know, we love your comments. If you're sending me emails, if I haven't responded, it's because you know why. Because uh, <laughs> I've been getting some crazy emails, y'all. Just craziness. You craziness. So those I don't respond to. Um, but I cannot wait to 
hear more from Sachi on later episodes and Facebook, Sachi. Just saying. What else you want to say, Mary? You too quiet. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, nothing. That's what I deal with. You see? <laughs> All right, everyone. We will see you on the next episode. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.